All right. Okay, welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. Um, and it is Halloween Havoc Day. Yeah, and you know what? I actually really like this show. I thought this was, was great. And it's one of those cases of like, you have all of your matches already set and hyped up. Just do them. And like, yeah, it's it's what makes a good show. You're not scrambling to book day of. Yeah, I mean, I didn't agree with some of the outcomes by any means, but... I was yeah. confused by some of them as well. I think I, I definitely was not expecting Braun Breaker to win or uh, uh, to lose, to lose. Oh, that's not... <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I didn't expect him to lose either, especially because like they were calling at the end, like Champa losing would be like the end of the black and gold era. Yeah. And like, ah, yeah. Oh, uh, like sources are literally calling it the Braun Breaker era. So. Yeah, um, that was confusing. Um, I mean, I knew that Toxic Attraction was going to take everything away. I didn't like it. Still, didn't change anything. Yeah, um, but it did result in a very fun match between Mandy and Raquel. Um, and it makes sense with Dakota helping. It still protects Raquel in case they want to put her on the main roster. Um... But yeah, that women's tag match was was not great. Bad. Ooh. I mean, it was crazy, like batshit insane, but in the way that we're fearing for these people's lives because they're so inexperienced. Yeah, I um, there were a couple times in that match where I kind of was like, yeah, okay, person dead. Did we expect them to come back into the ring? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, in spite of me not agreeing with some of the things that happened, it was a very good match. Unfortunately, I had to do work halfway through, so I missed the entirety of the Haunted House match, and I missed... To be fair, that wasn't a match. That was, uh, just a story thing. But I, I took notes on that. Um... I also missed 90% of MSK versus Imperium. Oh, which really? Pissed me off. Yeah. Oh. It's my fault. I shouldn't. I had shit that I had to finish and I didn't finish it. I remembered I didn't finish it. Yeah, but who gave you that shit? It wasn't you. Oh, you're right. It was one of the millions of people that asked me to do things on a daily basis and when they shouldn't, honestly. Um, But one, one great takeaway aside from the excellent match between MSK and Imperium was that the crowd is no longer booing MSK. Yeah, funny how that works out. Yeah, <laughs> news broke out about what was happening backstage, and uh, suddenly the booers were silenced. Yeah. Um, it was a good match for what I did see, though. I was mm -hmm. excited about that match. Yeah, and it was my least favorite stipulation, the, the fucking Lumberjacks, and they took them away. Three quarters of the way through. At least it wasn't like heel lumberjacks on one side, face lumberjacks on the other side. Yeah, and it wasn't the lumberjacks like very clearly unsure of what to do with their hands. Yeah. Um, they were very active lumberjacks. Yeah. 
And even even like the Joe Gacy stuff was good today because he was actually like saying stuff. He wasn't just shooting off buzzwords. Like like it felt like he was trying to get off a point with what he was saying and it seemed cohesive. Yeah. I still didn't like when he came out, but that's for a number of reasons. Right. I think the the worst thing about today, aside from the toxic attraction stuff, is LA Knight was not hosting. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it very much felt like a scramble. Um, and then with the whole car trouble uh, and then the whole thing that took both of them out of the ring leaving us with no host and also the host feeling ultimately pointless especially a year after the last Halloween Havoc when Shotzi was an incredible host that was very active and actually hosted the show very stark difference yeah yeah I don't know I uh, like the actual like if this were just a regular episode I'd be like this was a sick episode yeah but for Halloween Havoc standards it was not good right which that is why sense. I'm glad that it is on a Tuesday we we can consider it a normal episode um yeah it, it was like uh, probably like a year ago we would call this like pay-per-view level just because of how much they hyped up the matches prior to the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just like, I, um, I feel very torn on it. Um, but out of context, I really enjoyed that. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so do you want to get um, into the news before we go too in depth? Yeah, sure. Plenty of news. Real news is that the cat was here. Now the cat. Oh wait. Oh hey. Did you fucking believe it? Whoa. That's a cat. No, she was in here. It looks pissed off, but I didn't know she was in here. I gave her a kiss right before the show. And I, I think I startled her a little bit, and so she snapped up and was just sniffing my face. Aw. She got down from the bed after that, but then I guess she came back in and said, well, nothing else is happening in this house, so... Aw. What a good girl. Time to go to my last resort. <laughs> you know what, Pete? If I could do this from the comfort of my bed, I would. Yeah. Get it. This is the first time in a long time that we've had our special guest co-host. Yeah, it's um, true. In town. Yeah. Been uh, shirking your duties, buddy. Unbelievable. What do you expect? Alright, um, so let us get into the news. News. Is there a lot of news today? Um, no, actually. I was kind of bored looking up the news today. Well, there was one like... big piece. Yeah. Um, there's three pieces of news. Four pieces of news. Who can kind of be combined. Um, Bo Dallas has his first um, wrestling. His game. first wrestling. First wrestling. <laughs> um, he's going to appear at Wrestlecade Revenge, um, which is a convention. Um, I 
I don't know if he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's a wrestling convention. And he did say in August that he's not done wrestling, so. Well, that's good. I think that's interesting. I wonder if we'll see Bray Wyatt before we see Bo Dallas. Well, we we still have until uh, Friday for to, like to get our hopes up about Bray. Yeah. Um, um, Bo is going to be there. When is it again? Um, November twenty sixth to the twenty eighth is when it's happening. So, uh, Autumn Wind West says Bo Dallas is a signing in L.A. Oh. I'm glad, th- glad he's not like ditching the wrestling life and he's like still staying attached to it whether or not he's continuing farming again like I said he said he confirmed in August that he's 1000% not done in the ring we'll be back I hope so he, he was um, really good he was really good um Ron Strowman is also going to be appearing at an upcoming indie show. He's going to be at Blizzard Brawl for the Great Lakes Championship for Great Lakes Championship Wrestling in Wisconsin on the 4th of December. Good for him. Um, and he's appearing under the nickname The Titan. Huh. That's cool. Okay. Um, he said that this might be the only show he's going to do for the rest of the year. Really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he might just be trolling just to uh, make people think he's done and then surprise everyone and like impact or something. I feel like that's probably the case, especially since his name was thrown around for beyond, beyond for glory. And he was literally supposed to be booked for it. Yeah. Makes me think that. He's just playing us. I think he's being kind of a little bit of a bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there is an update on Kota Ibushi's injury that he uh, suffered uh, at the G1 Climax finale, where he jumped off the rope and destroyed his entire body. Um, basically, uh, his evaluation by medical... Um, revealed in a right anterior dislocation of the shoulder and joint lip damage. I don't know what the fuck that means, joint lip damage. But apparently the recovery time is two months. Don't know... Oh, sorry. Um, But I don't know if the return to ring time is two months. It could be longer. Um, But two months is... A, a decent enough time frame for recovery so jpw also finished up their statement with we apologize for any concern caused enjoying fans and wishing abushi the very best in his recovery and i'm like you don't have to apologize the poor dude was just doing his thing like, it's all good yeah yeah I'm, I'm sorry that he had to experience that yeah, I, I just still don't know what joint lip damage means though. I don't understand that. I don't either. Sure. You know, my brain, joint lip damage means damage to the lip. That's not the case because there are no joints in your lips. Okay. <laughs> um, it's my medical diagnosis. 
Interesting news also, last piece of news, also only piece of WWE news, is um, Greg Hamilton's released. Right. Do you, do you have the details on this? I have an article on this. Okay. I think we might have the same article. Um, apparently, Greg um, removed all mentions of WWE from his Twitter account and privated the account. And when PW Insider asked why, um, they were told that he had been released. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, they've not publicly declared it. They have not no reason why. Um, he this rounds out about half number about six years of being part of the WWE. So I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the reason for it could oh, okay. have to do with um. So do you know the the rapper West Side Gun? This is not the angle that I thought we were going down at all. <laughs> Trust me, it, it'll make sense. Uh, so there's a rapper, Westside Gun, who sampled Greg Hamilton's voice in a song of his. And uh, Greg Hamilton took to Instagram and made three comments, two or three comments, um, on, on Westside Gun. And basically... He threatened to sue, but not only that, he threatened to sue with WWE lawyers. And there's the trouble. There's the moron. <laughs> and uh, apparently the, the Buffalo Kids, like the, the Blade and the Butcher, their, their thing, apparently they're somehow attached to it because they were added in... Um, Greg's comment. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it's a very, very stupid move on on Greg Hamilton. There's no confirmation that those comments have anything to do with the release, but the timing of it is very uh, coincidental. Yeah. And um. Uh, I'm trying to find out when... Okay, this past weekend this happened. I'm interested to see if... Um, the words I'm looking I'm interested to see who's going to replace him or if Mike Rome is pulling double duty. Um, I don't know if Mike Rome was at SmackDown um, last Friday. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um... I was like, oh, maybe they, like, swapped announcers in the draft, and I just didn't notice. Or or maybe. Happening. It could have also just been Greg coming back from Saudi Arabia, because he was yeah. a crown jewel. Yeah. Um, but then I saw Mike get raw, and I was like, oh. Um, Clearly, that's not the case. But uh, apparently, he threatened to sue for twenty to $30,000 dollars over using his voice in a song. We're going to threaten to sue. I feel like I'd go for like the millions. I think I'd be like I get 20 to 30,000 dollars from you and that's about it. I think the higher you go, the harder it is to to get and you can't exactly like 
go lower. You can't be like, okay, well, uh, how about a hundred thousand? <laughs> Bargain with the with with the judge. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the only news that I've got. Been crazy. Well, it has been just one day since our last news update, so. Yes, that's true. I really, I almost forgot to get news in general. So. All right. What's the problem? Let's get into the Halloween havoc. Um, all right. So one thing I did forget to take notes on was the first uh, party, first shot, like first scene of the party that they had backstage. I didn't get that. I remember what happened, but I don't have it written down, so I don't know when it is. Um, yeah, I don't remember when it happened either. You can just do both party segments at the same time, I guess. Okay. Um, Alright, so we started off immediately in classic NXT style with a match. Indy Hartwell and Persia Perota. Is it Perota or Parada? It's per- I think it's Perota. Versus Toxic Attraction versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark in a Scareway to Hell ladder match for the women's tag team NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, we start with Io and Zoe versus Persia and Indy um, because Gigi and JC are not in the ring. They get thrown out. Um, Io ends up um, kicking Indy. Really, Persia and Hartwell are kind of the first two to get a ladder set up. Um, they get sent off the ladder by Zoe and Io, um, who also go up. And then JC knocks both of them off um, after kicking the side of the ladder. Which just breaks the like, hinge of the ladder. It, it was weird, because that hinge was, like, broken to begin with. There was no, like, like the safety cover on it to make sure it doesn't yeah. go down too far. Like she just kicked that, nothing happened. Clearly, that was supposed. That was planned, I think. It was. I don't know. What was the point? <laughs> did she think? Did she think the ladder would collapse by kicking that out? I have no clue. I like watched her do it, and I just kind of thought like that seemed. And it wasn't even a hard kick. Yeah. It seemed very. You got two. Strong ass women on a fucking ladder. I don't think like a little whoopsie poopsie kick is gonna do anything. It it seemed like that was very easy to break that joint. Yeah. I don't know. It was a very weird moment. Um, Rhoda and Indy go to suplex Eo into a ladder that is set up. Um, inside, Eo ends up DDTing both of them. Sets up another ladder in the ring. She goes up. Indy beats her down. Zoe picks up the slack by jumping onto the ladder. Um, she and Indy go at it. They Neither of them get it an inch, really. Uh, Perota ends up setting up another ladder. Dolan goes up that ladder, fights her off. Perota then sends Zoe off of the ladder that um, she's on. Zoe ends up standing on the ropes for like a split second before flying out onto um, the entire field of women, minus Perota. Um... Dolan gets back in the ring. She and Perota are taking turns going up the ladder until Perota grabs Gigi. 
and, and just like fucking she it's a power bomb yes but she fucking drops her fucking head first into a ladder which made me just sit there like yeah i'm surprised she got up at all after that yeah and then it was like a nasty fucking noise that came out of it um Jane ends up going up on Persia's back, um, ends up kind of like, guess, hurricane running Persia into a different ladder. Theo tosses Jane onto a ladder, moonsaults onto her. Um, Zoe ends up taking on Persia and Indy, sort of does like a black arrow onto Persia, but like lands horribly, like lands on her feet, but like not well. Mm-hmm. Um, Eventually, um, Shirai goes up the top of the ladder. Of a ladder, um, she ends up getting thrown off of that ladder onto a ladder that's set up between the ring and the announce desk. Not a pretty landing. Um, Hartwell ends up ascending. Jane stops her. Owen then, out of absolutely fucking nowhere, is at the top of the ladder. She gets the title. She wins for her and J.C. Jane. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You you had to have expected it. Expected it, but like they really did not look that good today. They are so green. They are unbelievably green. I don't know how Gigi is as green seeming as she is because she's not green. But WWE is a whole new world. It's like you're being thrust into just a whole new environment to wrestle. And you're... We're watching these people adapt to it and learn on TV. I also don't think that... I wonder if there's something with the chemistry that she has between everybody else in the ring. Because, I mean, we watched... When Asuka and um, Rhea had to fight, and we were like, this is a bad match. Mm -hmm. It was just because they had no in-ring chemistry. And I wonder if that has something to do with it. Right. Asuka... Possibly. If I didn't know better, I would have said Asuka looks like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing in those matches. Um, and I now would have regretted saying that because I don't know where the fuck she is and I missed her something. I would have thought it was Rhea, not Asuka. Personally. Mm, fair. Um, I mean, and, and then that last bump that EO took, oh my god. Oh well, my that god. That was a, it wasn't even entirely, uh, fault of whoever fucking pushed her. I think it was JC. Yeah, JC, um, I think. Um, it wasn't even her fault, really, because Theo ended up, and maybe maybe it would have been worse if she hadn't done this, but she kind of like went to go put her leg over the top of the ladder, which didn't make sense. Maybe maybe she did it on purpose, honestly. Maybe she wanted the the fall to look gnarly. She, I mean, she flopped off that fucking thing. She like smacked it and like bounced. Looked it looked like she landed like on on her back or her side or something. Like yeah, she looked like she landed on her arm. Yeah. So either like, way, whether it was intentional or not, succeeded. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I saw this coming. I just didn't. There's no part of me that really believes that these two women are the best in the tag division. Well, soon EO and Zoe are not going to be in it. Uh, and so that just leaves Persia and Indy. One saving grace here is that I this brings EO and Zoe back into the 
realm of singles wrestling and that's where they belong they don't belong in a tag team yeah i mean you're you're taking two of your top valued women right now i think um and you're mm. making them fight in tag matches which just does not work for them but, but not to say that they didn't do it well because they did an incredible no. job yeah no i just think that they're being wasted in the tag scene right now right their storyline flopped hard um, and, and I'm glad they're getting back, like, like you said, they're turning back to the single scene, ideally. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, I mean, better be. Miriam said that was how Candace landed last year to lose the match against EO. Long-term storytelling. Oh! Huh. Well, right. if, if there's one person I'd expect that from, it'd be EO. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'll take that. Accept that reasoning. <laughs> All right. So after that, we had the haunted house uh, thing segment with uh, Trick Mellow. I'm I, I I'm gonna say that's their team name now, Trick Mellow, because they've okay. called themselves that a couple times. And then Johnny and Dexter, part one. Uh, I didn't write down what happened, but I, I think I remember. So they go, they drive to this haunted house to get the North American title back. Um, upon entering, you see some creepy stuff, you know, some like classic haunted house stuff. People in costumes or, or mechanical people jumping out. They see a dead kid. Carmelo lifts him up and drops him. And uh, <laughs> it turns out to be alive or undead. Um, like and then, the way that Trick was like, oh, it's just a dead kid. And Carmelo was like, just a dead kid? And I was like, <laughs> oh, Trick, you got a point. <laughs> Trick was so fucking relatable in this. He's so great. The way later on, he was, <laughs> he was scared, so he just punched Carmelo. <laughs> I didn't even get to see that. Oh, that was so great. Um, but that, they give us a to be continued, and then we go to Grayson Waller spinning the wheel for, uh, uh, the, the next match, which I believe was the women's, uh, the women's title match. This was where I went, like, a little bit feral, because I was, like, getting annoyed. Right. Grace, I don't know why they had Grayson be the host it wasn't even that it was his comments that made me like and i know he probably didn't write it himself but like i i i didn't catch his comments the only one that stuck in my head because it was the only one i heard before my brain went like red like rage was he was like saying something about like the girls in the back are wearing like the tiniest skimpiest and that's when joe gacy comes out right. i was like holy fuck like, I don't know maybe I'm a fucking prude maybe like I gotta go back to the fucking Quaker times I didn't think I was a prude but I guess maybe I am because I know there are some people who like fucking are eating this up But uh, I just think Grayson should keep those comments to himself it's, it's just the, the women's division for as long as we have been watching NXT which has not been that long but for as we've I mean we've backlogged a lot of stuff too mm-hmm Women's division, and th this should should be the same for the main roster. It's not quite because the main roster has stuff I don't want to say suffered from, but 
has had the Divas era, so it's got that in its history. But the NXT women's division in this in the black and gold iteration was like these scary ass, hard ass fucking women yeah. beating people up. Yeah. Now it's like they're you know, they're uh, uh characters and like these love storylines, which Indian Dexter was fine, but then like we're getting Core and Trey Baxter, which I get they're a couple in real life. I don't fucking care. Um But we're getting that. And like we're getting the Cameron Grimes flirting with everybody storyline and like all these like women who do nothing but flirt with people apparently. I mean Lash Legends whole gimmick is gossip right now. I just want to see her wrestle. Yeah. What is she gonna wrestle? She better wrestle Tony D'Angelo. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind the talk show aspect if it were not for the fact that she has not wrestled. Right. I I think I th- I think uh the the real way to identify it is we we just left the Rhea Ripley era. We're now in the I guess the 2.0 era, but it was really defined by when Rhea Ripley was in and was out. I I think that's fair. Um, the thing is, is that like there we still have Io, we still have Dakota, we still have Raquel and Zoe. But for how long? For how long? And also, like, they're not getting the top spots right now. Yeah, because no. they're considered the, the oldies, the veterans. It's just, it makes me crazy. I just miss the women's division that we had. I miss... I Also, the fact that... This is the other thing that bothered me about tonight, was that like there were, like, so few... Returns that I expected to see. At this point, I'm sure Tim Thatcher is never coming back. Um, Dakota came back. Ember hasn't. Um, I don't know who else I expected to come back, but like still, I just I wish that we had gotten more returns. I I also think that. We started watching at the beginning of the pandemic. That's when we really got into it. When the releases were happening. And so that was... we Our, our enjoyment was sparked by big debuts, big returns. Because suddenly a million free agents were thrown into the world. And we were in a period of, where is this person going? Uh, you know, like when when are they going to debut? Which company are they going to debut for? And, and it's kind of how we got started in this. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna take some time to enjoy wrestling for just the sake of wrestling, and and that's one thing we're getting with AEW with with Impact even. Um. It doesn't help that WWE thrives off of big moments. Those big returns like Becky Lynch. Those those big wins like Nikki Ash. That just end up falling flat. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I think the the comments from Grayson Waller made it so I was like 
this close to just absolutely losing it because right now we've got the NXT women's division that's just kind of off the fucking rails. We've got the most beautiful woman in the world. We've got two minute matches. It's it's really more than one person should be able to handle. Yeah. I'm one person. Yeah, and, but we have no more Eva Marie. And and re like regardless of what you thought of her gimmick and everything, we don't even have Alexa Bliss anymore. Who was, uh, who was a a nice shot of variety in the division, yeah, in the company. Yeah. Don't deny it. that's a, that's fair. Like she, just, she was different. It just feels like the people that are in charge right now are the people that don't really care about women's wrestling whatsoever. Yeah, I think they're too busy trying to um, change the men's division, change their main event scene, without realizing that the women's division is just as important, just as main event as as the men's scene. And Raquel was supposed to be that proof that the women's division can main event and and she did that many times during her reign um but they once 2.0 hit they just stopped that they interrupted it yeah and now braun breaker is the only thing that main events i was kind of shocked that um imperium got the today honestly yeah me too uh unless they're planning on doing something with msk yeah. i bring them up to the main roster um i feel like msk would do well in the main roster did you did you um all right so anyway back to the episode so after Grayson made those comments, uh, Joe Gacy comes out and he says, uh, Mr. Waller, corrupt minds like yours are the reason Halloween isn't very inclusive. It's an excuse to exploit all people uh, and sexualize them. To balance this out in the ring, I'm here to send a more positive message. I am here doing this for all of us. And then uh, we get Joe Gacy versus Malik Blade, and Malik just went after Gacy before he could finish. <laughs> and and with this match, we got more we got more kind of story progression. We got more hints of Harlan's role in Gacy's gimmick, and I I'm glad that they are kind of adding an extra depth to it, and it's not just our optimism. Yeah. Um, Gacy versus Blade is quite literally just um, Gacy, after getting attacked by Malik Blade, uh, gets he he bombs Blade into the canvas, suplexes him. Blade ends up getting launched from the ring, and what we had seen per, um, before the match started was like some backlot camera showing Harland slowly and somewhat creepily walking in, like Michael Myers. Right, just like Michael Myers. Um, almost to the point where I was like, okay. They, they referenced they, him as Michael Myers on commentary. The least they could have done was just like, I don't know, put him in a green jumpsuit instead of a dark <laughs> blue one. Like, 
well, something to just vary it up. Has he not always been wearing a jumpsuit? I have literally no clue. I feel like he has. Maybe. Hold on. Uh, keep going. I'm going to check to see if he has been. Unfortunately, all I have left to say here is that Harland finally appears at ringside. And he... Um, he distracts the match just enough that Gacy ends up getting a lariat off onto Malik Blade and effectively ending the match. Uh, Gacy wins. And another piece of the puzzle falls into place. Yeah, uh, so he has not been wearing a jumpsuit. He's been wearing a sleeveless button-up um, with brown oh, pants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing it and I was like, that's not an outfit. Um, Did you mention when when Gacy had that moment with Harland uh, on the apron? I didn't quite mention it, but I mentioned that he that Harland distracted the match. Yeah, he Harland kind of stepped in and Gacy was like, it's okay, I got this. It's all right. Kind of calmed him down a little bit. Because it looked like he was going to attack Blade. Um... But then Gacy kind of turns it up and, and nails the finisher. So I think once, once Harlan shows up, that's when Gacy's, you know, aggression hits. I'm interested. To, I, I want to know more. Yeah, it, it's, they're doing some really good storytelling, and I'm hoping that it has a good payoff. And it goes somewhere. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see him face Champa next. That'd be some cool back and forth. Yeah, and that might be the case. Yeah. Um. All right. So then we had a little vignette from Kaylee Ray, who I'm so excited to see in this division because she is a great talent, as we all know. So she'll spruce up the women's division for sure. Uh, then we get Diamond Mine. They're walking out to the ring. Bivens says it's a special night. Diamond Mine open challenge. You could be knocked out by Ivy, get split by the Creed Brothers, or stomped out by Roderick Strong. The choice is yours. And Odyssey Jones comes out. And Mal and he, he points out Roderick Strong. And Malcolm said, your big ass is not 205 pounds. <laughs> Uh, and Odyssey was like, I don't care. I just want to fight him. You know what? Good for you, Odyssey. I do respect the logic of like, I, I yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely not 205 pounds. I just want a little bit of chaos tonight. Yeah. Uh, um, so then we get Odyssey versus Roddy. I loved how Malcolm was like introducing everybody as like he was walking out and he was like, we got the cruiserweight champion, and Roddy's like, that's me! And we were like, <laughs> yep. Yes, it is, Roddy. <laughs> Everyone there knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, of all the people in this group, I think we all know your name. Well, Bivens first, but yeah. Oh, of course. Um, also, turns out that Bivens uh, had more of a struggle fighting Chucky than he thought he would. <laughs> so funny. Um. So Odyssey pancakes strong. We get a spine buster and a shoulder breaker. Um, and then Brutus 
Sweet. Sweet Brutus. Gets to interfere in the match. Fucking why? Every match. Every... What? Diamond, they were... Hmm. They had the vibe from the beginning of a pure wrestling faction. Like, rest, like almost Imperium levels of the mat is sacred. Why? Why do they have to distract every match? It's so annoying. Um, I... Even for me today, this kind of like... Because I've kind of been a little more forgiving of it than you have. Even for me, today I was like, this is fucking silly. Like, yeah. What the fuck? My favorite thing is like, like, what if Odyssey had just ignored Brutus? Like, would Brutus have stepped in the ring? <laughs> like, what if he hadn't swung at him? Um, Brutus ends up getting fucking picked up and tossed like a sack of trash um, by Mr. Jones. However, this distraction is enough for Roddy to line up a pump knee strike that knocks Jones down and gives Mr. Roderick Strong the win. Yeah, it, it was a very entertaining match, though, if you forget about that one moment. Because the way Roddy can can pick down a very large man is so cool to watch. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Roddy's getting to do more of the technical wrestling. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's good to see him on a pedestal, but like Diamond Mine is starting to get very um evil with Dick Togo, kind of, for mm. me. Very much. Very House of Torture-esque. Very. Which is also, can I just say? I just mm-hmm. track from this D- uh, WWE podcast to say no one else is really doing it quite like House of Torture is in terms of, like, the cheating. Yeah. It's really kind of stunning. Like, the rest of Bullet Club is like, you got Ghetto and you got Jado, but they're, like, kind of there. Yeah. Whereas fucking Dick Togo every fucking goddamn day with this guy. Literally every day because NJPW doesn't stop fucking filming episodes. They're worse than, than uh, Brandon Cutler. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Alright, so after that we had an interview with Imperium. And they were asked about Walter. Uh, Marcel says, nothing will get in between us and the gold. Walter isn't here, but tonight is about the gold. Uh, Fabian says, we are ready. We then go to the Halloween party backstage. Um, before this, we we went around and saw everyone's costumes. Um, Kyle and fucking Von Wagner. <laughs> So stupid. (laughs) Fucking Brooks Jensen goes up to Von Wagner and he's like, Who are you supposed to be? (laughs) Von Wagner's like, "Uh, I'm Brad Pitt. 
Don't you know? <laughs> Fucking dude. <laughs> I don't know why I find Von Wagner so funny. I think it's just his lack of confidence for some reason is hilarious. <laughs> He's just... There's something about him that like looks like he should be very like comfortable with what he's doing. He's not. Not at, at all. all. Like, he looks like the kind of guy where it's like wrestling is just second nature. Wrestling is ingrained in that mind because he looks like a wrestler. I guess that's why they they put him at the hip of Kyle O'Reilly to teach him, you know, teach him what Who to do. Was Kyle. What? Kyle. I think he was supposed to be um uh oh shoot, I had the name in my in my mind. I wasn't um, looking long enough to see. Is it uh MacGyver or something? MacGyver. He, he was he was a cop. Sunglasses, like a, like a detective TV show type. I can't mm. remember um the name. If you know. remember what Kyle was, let us know. Yeah. I'm interested now. Um, so. <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, oh, Miriam said possibly Magnum P.I. Okay. I could see that. Because yeah, all I saw was the wig, and I didn't have enough time to focus on literally anything else about he, this. He had, like, a badge. Um, so, <laughs> we also see Brooks and, uh, Brooks and Briggs, uh, just fucking getting wasted, even though their whole gimmick is getting to bar fights, so I feel like they should be the last people invited to a party. Or at least allowed to drink at a party. Yeah. Um, Tony D'Angelo bribes Lash Legend in order to get on Lashing Out. Just really wants to be That's on that show. <laughs> um, Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes talk about the money Cameron owes him, and Cameron says, "I'll see you at the t at the poker room next week." We got a graphic for that during the main event. Um, sorry. Duke. I see Duke. Yeah, he was. Uh, what what's his name? Oh, well, who's Duke? Hugh Hefner. Who's Hugh Hefner? I think Cameron was a astronaut or something. Oh, because he's going to the moon. Oh. Uh, then Zion Quinn, who's dressed up as Freddie Mercury. That was a great Freddie Mercury costume that Zion had on. Um, Zion Quinn, honestly, that was the one I saw, and I was like... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I Zion should be the fucking star of NXT right now. He's got to be the fucking champion. Um, Zion is uh, something special, honestly. I think mm -hmm. he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be big motherfucker for um, WWE. Oh yeah. Uh, he steps on Robert Stone's shoes. Robert Stone is dressed as Elvis, by the way. And Stone tries to pick a fight, and Zion choke slams Robert Stone into the table. And uh, Grayson's like, this is the best Halloween ever, even though this is a party without any music at all. It's so awkward. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> I see. I saw like drinks, and I was like, I guess in my head I filled in the music because I never really noticed that there weren't there wasn't music. Yeah, I just I remember distinctly at the end when they pulled out the camera and and Grayson said it was the best party ever best Halloween ever I remember there being like thinking there's zero music in this shot at all I love that <laughs> unless they t then they did like a record scratch when stone hit the table sometimes Mark best parties are the ones where you can hear each other talking that's it Matter of friends. The only parties like that, that that are good are tea parties. Um, so then we had Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Raquel rides in on a fucking motorcycle like she's Triple H. Um, and then they spin the wheel. Grayson spins the wheel. It is Chucky's choice, and Chucky... Oh, Chucky spins the wheel. No, 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 Chucky spins the second time. Oh. Yeah. Well, Chucky didn't even spin it the second time. A fan spun it. Oh, yes, okay, yeah. I thought that was the Imperium one. Yeah. What the fuck am I? What do, what do I know? No, yeah, that, that was the Imperium one. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but... So, Chucky picks a trick or street fight. Which, to be totally fair, there wasn't a ton of street fightiness about it. Um, there was the table, the table, and there was a candlestick. Candlestick pissed me off so much. Oh my okay, god. Okay, so let's start. Um, Eddie basically is the upper hand for ninety percent of this match. Um, it, there's a point where she goes to suplex for Cal. She can't really. Um, she ends up getting a kendo stick. What was wrong with Andy Rose going to get a kendo stick? Okay, so so normally you could attribute this to being in the moment and and you know accidentally having your hands in the wrong spot, but she had the kendo stick upside down, so she held the 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 attack end the like the blade of the kendo stick and kept whacking Raquel with the handle. The handle is the hardest part of a kendo stick. Because that's solid. The rest of the kendo stick, the part that you hit with, the blade, that is all hollow. It's, it's uh, I think it's balsa wood. So it, it bounces. So she's hitting Raquel the entire time with, with the handle, the hardest part. And it's, it's not just a one-time thing. She continually grabs it by the wrong end and keeps whacking Raquel with the handle. And... Like, how how are you a wrestler for as long as she has been and forget which side of the kendo stick to hold? I, yeah. Why? Unless she was giving a receipt. One big-ass receipt. What could Raquel possibly have done to her? <laughs> I don't like, know. Run over her foot with the motorcycle, maybe? That, that's the only thing that would make sense. So Mandy um, sends a chair into Raquel. Um, she then kind of locks her into the chair with the kendo stick across the bars. 
Um, which Raquel then like stands up and like gets like kicked in the stomach by Mandy, and I'm like, I just stand. I just stand for that. Um, <laughs> you could have just sat down and rolled away. Um, eventually Raquel gets a fire extinguisher. Okay, so that's another thing. Uh, Raquel gets a fire extinguisher. She ex- extinguishes Mandy. Um, she gets her back in the ring and drops her onto a chair set up in the corner. Um, there's a kick to Raquel for Mandy slings her into a set of stairs. Raquel's then sent into a table that's been set up. Um, and then get a little homage to last Halloween Havoc. We get a little uh, sort of ghost face type deal um, with a little a little demonic fella, if you will, appearing ringside. And then that little fella assists Mandy in the demol the the, mm, the demolition of Raquel. Um, and who is that little fella? Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. Woo! Um, I, I wish she had done a little more. Um, I wish she had at least, like... I don't know. I wanted a little more from her return, but I was excited for her to return. Um, the only thing was... was just... I don't know where she's going to go from here. Um, I guess. Raquel's probably going to go to the main roster. Um... Yeah, Dakota's gonna hang around NXT probably. Um, but I love how Raquel has spent so much time flexing her back. But once one shovel comes in, it's done. Yeah. What was it? Oh yeah. So the little fellow is uh, holding a shovel. Yeah. Which was Im- I immediately remembered that she was digging in mm-hmm. like ground um, during her promo. So. Continuity. Made sense. It made sense. And now she's buried, Raquel. Um. All right. So after that, we then have the haunted house part two. Uh, Trick Mellow enter a dining room. There's a pumpkin monster and a lady. Uh, they go into another room and there's another lady who asks if they're guests of Nicolette. Um. And Trick is just like, we're trying to find Gargano and Loomis. They enter a room with people standing around, jump scares all over. <laughs> and then they go into another room. Oh, what a baby. Too scary for her. Unbelievable. Too spooky for Pete's. <laughs> um, they go into another room. <laughs> and sitting in the corner is Andre Chase. <laughs> and he says he brought a bunch of students here on a field trip and he can't find them and Trick, Trick was like dude one of your students is dead outside <laughs> and Andre's just like well oh well quite oh. honestly Andre and Tony are some of my favorite people that are on this <laughs> show right now yeah Oh god, also I just like they confirmed that that is Dexter Loomis's house. So Andre took the students on a field trip to just straight up Dexter Loomis's house. <laughs> As you do. Uh, um 
So they tell Andre to lead the way. Uh, they see Dexter Loomis in the mirror, but he disappears. Uh, zombies then take Andre Chase. Uh, Trick and Mello get separated. And Trick gets chased around and is surprised by Carmelo, punching him in the face. Uh, then they find the North American Championship belt on a skeleton. And Trick's like, or Carmelo's like, it's never just that easy. Uh, oh, no, no, Trick says that. Carmelo just decides to take the belt anyway. Um, Loomis and Johnny appear right behind them. And Trick Mill fight off zombies and are scared off by Dexter and Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's just like, Dexter, your house is pretty weird. Next year, Halloween is at my place. Does that mean Indy also lives within the strange Dexter Loomis compound? If they moved in together, yeah. You'd imagine after they got married. Unless she's living with Persia. Uh, that would be so funny if, like, Indy was just, <laughs> like, lying in bed somewhere, healing. I do love the idea that she's like, Dexter, I love you, but this house is, like, too much for me, honestly. <laughs> you have zombie ref on your couch all the time. It's a that, roommate. That vampire dude always asks if I have requests. <laughs> just love, like, the casual fucking Dracula with <laughs> the piano. Alright, so then we get Grayson Waller in the ring. He says, let's talk about the real star of the show, me. LA Knight then comes out. He says, now we can really start the show. Yeah. You can take you, can take you and your discount costume to the, to the dollar store, dummy. A real host is coming, yeah. Uh, Grayson says, have some respect. I saved this show. It's not my fault your car had prob- your, You had car problems. And Knight just says, how did you know I had car problems, dummy? Um, and then Solo Sokoa comes out. And uh, Grayson says, it's not about you or me. It's about NXT 2.0's newest signee, Solo Sokoa. Solo attacks Grayson, Knight leaves the ring, and, and Solo is left solo in the ring. And he looks like, he looks so much like the Usos. Literally did not see him. This was one of those parts where I was busy uh, working. He, he is a blonde Uso. I saw him out, but like, I didn't get to see him. Like I didn't see his face. Hmm. He is, he is a blonde, thicker Uso. Like, f exact same face. Um, so then we get Braun Breaker working out backstage. Chucky's in the background. And they, they that long-term storytelling with uh, Rick Steiner being haunted by Chucky many years ago. And now we're back here. Uh, da, 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 da. then we get a little Zion Quinn vignette, which hopefully hypes up a big push for him. Be awesome. And then we get MSK versus Imperium, uh, in, and they spin the wheel for a lumberjack o lantern match for the NXT tag team titles. 
To be fair, jackal lanterns don't move. To be fair, the lumberjacks weren't supposed to either. Um, so I apologize, my notes aren't fantabulous for this match because I was uh, busy recording something on my phone. Um, this is why we don't turn on our Slack notifications on our phones, folks. Liz was recording the show and to, to let people pirate it illegally. On my phone, specifically. Like, it's only, a, it's like a, a vertical recording, too. It's so. like one of those uh, movie theater like recordings i yeah, know it's bad. bad um every once in a while i cut over to the cat to get her reactions <laughs> oh she's twitching oh. having dreams oh i hope they're good dreams she's covering her face the other day she was dreaming and i saw her snarl and i was like oh my god fuck <laughs> oh no like teeth and i was like oh no i don't want to be in that dream um. So we have Fabian versus Nash to start. Uh, I realize now that because we're putting our episodes on Spotify, that they're probably if somebody listens to it and they did not see this, they're gonna be like, "Why the fuck are they talking about the cat?" Um, right behind me. Here's your photo to text description. Um, so Fabian and Nash start. Not really, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't a very strong one way or the other match in the sense that, like, neither person really had a whole ton of control. Um, Bartel, however, did most of the work in the beginning until there was a jawbreaker from, uh, I believe, Wes to Marcel. Um, Wes gets sent outside. He pulls himself back in via core strength because he does not want to be fucked up by the fucking lumberjacks, and I don't blame him because the lumberjacks were out for blood tonight. Um, Imperium ends up in a position where they are both outside of the ring. They're fighting all of the lumberjacks. MSK dive out onto them. Um, it's a very messy experience. Um, after that, we um, have Imperium. They go for the Imperial Bomb. Uh, but Fabian gets kind of tossed by from the ring by Nash via, like, a hurricane run, almost. Um, at this point, the entire field of Lumberjacks has been w- wiped out. Yeah. It's entirely wiped out. Um, so the Lumberjack nature of the match is gone. Um, however, the one thing I did like about the Lumberjacks was that the Lumberjacks all had fun costumes. Yeah, they like, did. Sheeta and Ikemen dressed up as the creed brothers that was so stupid i loved it i loved every second of that who who was the fucking banana i have zero fucking clue not a singular clue but that was the only person i was watching yeah um but we get an uppercut to nash uh nash ends up returning with a big old dropkick to marcel uh they try, MSK try to go for their assisted blockbuster, but Imperium avoid it. There's a kick upside the head to Wes on the top turnbuckle, and then a brainbuster to a Wes from Fabian and an Imperial bomb. You win. Imperium have the titles. We do not get Walter. We do not get Mar- uh, uh, Tim. So that was kind of a disappointment in my, in my eyes. Walter will probably come in soon. Walter is actually being... Uh, 
what's the word, advertised for the house show, the UK house shows um, for SmackDown coming up. Okay. okay. Um, I think it's very eyebrows. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to see, I was hoping that this would be the beginning of the Imperium storyline that a lot of people that like Tim Thatcher have been kind of waiting for. Um, oh. But I don't believe it will be. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Um, did you catch when Nash Carter hit a fucking destroyer? You did not catch that, actually. Oh my actually. god. It was like towards the very end, but that was nasty. Like one of the nastiest destroyers I've seen. Because it was so fast. Yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now. I'm gonna have to probably rewatch this entire episode minus like the first and last matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were all really good. Um so then we go right into Did they cut open the the ringside area in this match or was it the main event? Cause the concrete was exposed for Breaker vs. Champa. Um I Again, I'm not the person to be asking that question. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is that it was exposed for a breaker versus champ, but that's all I have in the way of knowledge. Well, if anybody watching uh, saw the match and knows, please let us know, because I just noticed in the main event that the floor was exposed, and I don't remember Breaker or Champa doing it at any point. Um, so... Now we have Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship. Yes, we do. Um, so, Go Tackle runs Ciampa from the ring. Uh, there's a drop toe hold, though, that gets Braun into a headlock, which gets turned into a wrist lock on Ciampa. Um, knee ends up sending Braun head over heels. Uh, Ciampa and Braun were pretty evenly matched in this match. Um, Champa was kind of overpowered at times, but Champa outsmarted Braun at different moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Braun ends up fucking oh, I didn't remember what this bullet was about, but now I do. So we've got our Champa chance, we've got our working chance, for lack oh. of a better word. The chants were so good. They were so yeah. good. Yeah, they were great. Um, Braun got up onto the second rope. Oh my god, this was great. Braun, Braun's going along with these chants. He's woofing along with the best of them. And then Braun eats shit. Braun eats so much shit. He Braun slips on the ropes. Fucking flat on his face. And you know, Champa, bless his soul. You know what? I think it was on purpose. I think it was on purpose too. It it was it fits too much with the um with the narrative of Braun drowning as an experience. Yeah. Um it was but he did it so well. He he really did. He committed to that fucking He committed fall. to eating shit. Um it was just oof. It makes sense, you know, he's 
if he's this new guy and he's like getting all these cheers for himself and then like all of a sudden he just fucking smack dab in the middle um oh, this ends up sorry i just wanted to mention that uh that champa came out in a uh, kratos from god of war gear all painted up and everything super cool super cool Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but he did look really cool. Um, there was a Willow's Belt, two Mr. Breaker, and then a Frankenstein to Tommaso. Uh, we kind of got this like little double underhook slam to Tommaso. Uh, but Tommaso gets Braun out to the ringside area, hits him with the DDT onto the exposed concrete. Um, but this also hurts Champa's back, so it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Um, Breaker at this point is bleeding uh, from his forehead, which either he split it open on the concrete, or I don't think he would have had the time or the space to blade, but it was a very quint- like stereotypical blading spot for the, I, the blood to be Yeah, I was thinking about if he would have had an opportunity to, and I don't think he did. I, I think he smacked his head on the concrete. Nice. Again, like that's it's very... I don't know why I said again. I didn't say this before. Um, it's very thin skin on your forehead. You can his, his crack mouth, that open. His mouth was bleeding, too. I couldn't tell if that was from the blood coming from his head. I, I don't think so, because it, I didn't notice a trail at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very thin skin up there, so... Yeah. Can smack your fucking noggin open pretty easily. Yeah. Um... Back in the ring, we had a fairy tale ending, but Braun kicks out of it. So Champa has to hit him with three fucking knee strikes before a second fairy tale ending gets him the win. I did not think Tommaso was winning this match by any fucking means. Do you think? No. Do you think Braun got called up to the main roster? No. You don't think no. so? No. No. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, this match fucking rocked. They both killed it. It it was amazing, and, and just the storytelling with the the inexperience from Braun and the brutality and, and just Champa trying everything in his fucking power to take down Braun. It was, it was art. This match was art. Yeah. Um, this was, yeah, this was just fucking, this was a good old time. Yeah. Um, Ron Breaker, as much as I hate the new era of NXT, um, as much as I just, I don't like it, um, Ron Breaker is really kind of growing on me. Yeah. Actively. The, the dude is insanely talented. And although uh, it's the same with the main roster, not the writing and the creative may suck most of the time, but the talent is some of the best talent in the world. Like they are absolutely amazing. Yeah. All right. So do you want to talk about the best of the night? I do suppose I will talk about the best of the night. Let's change that sign. Look at me. All this whole time changing all my signs. A long time. For a second, I was like, oh, what could the promo of the night be? There was, like, nothing interesting. But then I remembered the haunted house stuff. 
Yeah. It's either that or uh, Malcolm Bivens yelling at Odyssey that he's his ass is not 205. <laughs> now give me that option because you know what I will choose. <laughs> um, but it's 100. Promo of the Night's definitely the, the Haunted House stuff. That was great. I, I didn't even get to watch it really, but I, I agree. I didn't see it, but it was great. <laughs> it was because it was fun to listen to at least. And also the little bits that I did see of Trick and Carmelo, I love the two of them. I they, love them. They are so good. So good. They play off of each other so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, I I can't. I don't even know if you can say Carmelo's the new Adam Cole because I don't think Adam Cole had that good of chemistry with any member of Undisputed Era to that level. I'm sure he did outside of the ring, but it wasn't quite to that level as yeah. Carmelo and Trick. Yeah, I I understand that. I understand that. Um, I'm sure when they start feuding, it will be like Kyle and Cole. I think that they'll be on that level. Yeah, I absolutely think that the two of them will put on great matches. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the wrestler of the night. I already know who I'm picking. I think. All right, I'll give you three uh, three choices for wrestler of the night. Uh, and yes, I always forget. Uh, if you have a question for our question segment, leave it in the chat right now, and we will get to it uh, after our best of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave it in the comments, and we will get to it in the next episode. If you're watching on our audio podcast, join us in the live show so you can ask us questions. Participate. All right. So. Three choices for wrestler of the night. Io Shirai, Nash Carter, or Tommaso Ciampa? I'll throw in a fourth, Braun Breaker. Braun. Okay. That's a good choice. I think this was a massive match for him and for somebody that is me fucking three. Um, Like, yeah, he's come from a wrestling family, but there's only so much that you can, like, exposed to so early on i he's an amazing talent he's gonna be an amazing wrestler and i'm so excited that wwe gets to have him i mean just a year ago he was still doing football so i don't know maybe maybe like the fucking genetics have something in them (laughs) i guess so i mean he he does all of his family's moves so well yeah he i'm i'm excited to see where this goes i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see how they use him. And you know what's the best part? Hmm. Enjoy him. And I think he fits perfectly what WWE wants right now. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like they're going to put all of their energy into making sure that he is the most evolved wrestler that they have. It's like him, the Creed Brothers, uh, Odyssey, are are four people that fit what what WWE is looking for and are just great talents. 
I'm there are more often now than before. There are moments where I watch NXT now and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be good. This yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. But like a year and this is going to be really good. And now actually maybe I understand why Tommaso was like, give us like six months to uh, six to nine months and we'll be uh, right on top. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see maybe it. he had a point. <laughs> maybe he was like six to nine months and you'll get your first takeover. I keep thinking about the fact that we're not getting war games this year, and I'm like, this sucks! Maybe every takeover will be war games now. Also, what is war games without Undisputed Era? Does that exist? I don't think so. Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine can't distract if they're all in the ring. Yes, that's fair. They're they're not best buddies, so like it's harder. Hmm. Then, oh, you don't have Hit Row. Legato. Legato. What I would do to, what I would fucking pay to see them in a, in a uh, War Games match. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Alright, so match of the night. I just would not fucking hesitate to absolutely toss himself off the top. Oh my god. Yeah. All three of them immediately would toss themselves off. Uh, it would be like Legato. Plus, uh, let's get a heal. Actually, let's get a face. Because I feel like it'd be them versus Diamond Mine. So a face to join uh, Legato. Um, Odyssey. Odyssey in a fucking war. Oh my god, why would you show that? That's, that's against Twitch TOS. Pete's no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I had to really tilt my computer that much because this is it. At it's normal. Ah. Uh, all right. So match of the night. As always, we go from the worst to the best, and Liz will say if she agrees. So, uh, worst match of the night. Four out of ten. Joe Gacy versus Malik Blade. It was it was just a fine match because it was a squash match. So it it did some good storytelling. It was fine enough. No need for uh, anything else. Next up, 5 out of 10, Odyssey Jones versus Roderick Strong. Would have been a lot higher had fucking Diamond Mine not distracted. Just let the guys have their matches. It's all just let them fucking wrestle. Odyssey, Odyssey Jones didn't need protecting. He really didn't. Um. Uh, next up, another five out of ten. Uh, Toxic Attraction versus Indian Persia versus EO and Zoe. This was. I'm torn on this because it was a very good match, but it had a lot of very dangerous spots, and you could see the sloppiness and the clunkiness because a lot of these women are still green. Um, and although they have years of experience, this is very clearly a new setting for them, especially for Gigi and JC. Yeah, um, I liked, I, I have to be honest, I did not hate watching Persia. Um, I get excited watching her. She, she, she's a very good wrestler. And she's just fucking strong as mm. hell, dude. Her and India, I, both very strong. I'm excited. I, as much as I miss the way, 
Um, and as much as, like, there's nothing in my heart that will be topped over Indian Candace, Indian Persia might be a strong contender for <laughs> making up that lost space. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to see what they do with them. I very much didn't want them to win this because, I mean, uh, they, they just started, basically. And they still don't feel like a solid team. Mm. We've gotten enough storytelling. Yeah. For them. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, up next, six out of ten, Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez. Fun match. It was fun. Um, I don't know. There was like I I liked Dakota coming back, but I feel like it took away from the match itself. I'm not I'm not a fan of interruptions distractions any kind of in like interference in a match so that's why it took away from me that's fair and fucking mandy holding the kendo stick wrong really irked me for the entire match it was um kind of frustrating very much so very much so all right up next eight out of ten MSK versus Imperium, extremely fun. This was so much fun. Um, the only reason it's not a bit higher is because, you know, didn't have that much storytelling involved. You didn't need a ton, because this was still a great time. Uh, these guys killed it. Nash fucking put his body in the line. You didn't see it, but when he did the bulldog to uh, Marcel... Like from the top rope, nobody caught Nash. He landed square on his ass on the floor outside the ring. I thought his tailbone would have been broken or something. Nobody caught him. He seemed to be moving just fine though, so. Cry! Huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, extremely fun. I'm glad they did away with the lumberjacks towards the end. And it wasn't the worst use of Lumberjacks I've seen before. Um, and then finally, my pick for match of the night, with a 9 out of 10, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker! Versus Tomasa Ciampa. This was incredible. This was the work. Uh, this, this was storytelling done beautifully, and I wouldn't be surprised if we heard that Triple H was back booking for this uh, episode, because this was outstanding. I yeah, I don't know. This was amazing. This was an amazing match. I agree with you. Um, I thought that this was a stellar match. I thought that the um, I was blown away by how much I enjoyed this match. Um, I'm kind of I, I am kind of a little dumb that Braun didn't win, but I am looking forward to more brawn building if you will yeah now now we can get him in storylines that don't have to do with the title yeah um and i think i think that anything that he's thrown into he's going to do very well yeah um and this is the perfect example of how you can have a clean win happen 
and still protect somebody because yeah. Braun is 100% still protected after this after Champa needed to do two fairy tale endings plus three like stiff knees to the head like yeah. you don't you don't need somebody interrupting the match for Braun yeah. to be protected incredible stuff yeah so to run it back, promo of the night, uh, Dexter Loomis' Haunted House, uh, Wrestler of the Night, Braun Breaker, Match of the Night, Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa. All right, well, you want to answer some questions? Yes. Okay, let me open up YouTube. I don't think we have any questions on YouTube, but let me see... Da, 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 da. No, we do not. Okay. Miriam has a couple questions. Uh, first up, when is SodaStream going to sponsor us? Please. I live on this stuff now. <laughs> this is like... Not only is it incredibly delicious seltzer water, it's also... So much better for the environment because I can recycle the little oh, CO2 canisters. Save it for when they're actually sponsoring us. That was a good show. That was a good proof that that we could do them well. Um, Literally won't stop using this bottle. But the more support you guys show us, the more, like the more you follow, the more you subscribe, and comment and like. And and replay us and share, the more likely we'll get a sponsorship from SodaStream. And I'll never have to pay for another CO2 canister. <laughs> <laughs> and we will give some to you. <laughs> Can also have seltzer water. Actually, apparently, what the thing I use right now is mainly for like it's their new thing, and it's mainly for seltzer water. It's not for like soda. Hmm. Too don't understand the difference but i don't because i'm i've got unlimited seltzer water and i'm not using cans <laughs> um mariam uh i want to save the first question for last mariam has a special question for special host pepita how did she feel about halloween havoc how did you feel about halloween havoc anything um, she said she slept through the whole thing. Oh, typical. She said nothing spookier than she is, so... Mm. Quite register. Also, she said that she will fight Chucky, and then she will fight Malcolm Bivens. Oh, okay. Match. Okay. Fair enough. Alright, and finally, um, if you had to make an NXT Survivor Series team with just the new guys, who would you pick? Hmm... Obviously, I'm using Braun. I'm not. I'm not using Braun because I, in my head, he's the NXT champion. Yeah. I'm using Braun, Zion, Andre, Odyssey in there, and Duke Hudson. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Trick Mellow. So that's two. Odyssey, Zion, 
and um Andre. Um wait a minute, are there enough women? Do yeah, you? yeah, there are. Um I'd probably do Persia. Persia, okay. JC on there, maybe. Okay. Take on somebody. Um, and she's small. Um, get JC. Get. Oh, I have faith. We'll get Lash Legend on the team. Um, what other women do I have to choose from here? You want me to read you a list of the ones I have written down? Sure. So there's Cora Jade. Are we considering Saray? No. No. Um, what about Amari Miller? She yeah. counts. Um, Katrina. No, not her. Um, does Kaylee Ray count? <laughs> She's new to NXT Prime. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, Electra Lopez. Okay. Okay. Um, Ivy Nile. Okay, so Ivy Nile, Persia, uh, Lash Legend, um, uh, Lecture Lopez, and Gigi. Had a woman. Oh. Maying. <laughs> I feel like I had a woman and now I don't. Valentina Faroe. Doesn't really count, does she? I don't know. Only B Fab had not been called up. I could have fucking used her on the team. Cora Jade. She and Electra. Oh, Cora Jade was the last one I was going to do. So Cora Jade, Electra Lopez, Ash Legend, um, Nile. Did you have JC on it? I took JC off. Who else? I was like so fucking comp. Oh, and Electra Lopez. You already said her. I said her. Electra. Jade. Persia. Persia. Core Jade, Persia. Persia, Electra, Ivy. Ivy. Lash Legend. Lash Legend. There you go. That's my team. All right. Mine is uh, Electra Lopez. Cora Jade, Persia, um, Ivy Nile, and um, I know this is like exactly yours, but I don't want Lash Legend on my team. Ow. <laughs> uh, she hasn't wrestled yet. She's not a wrestler That's right me. now. She's, she's an athlete. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not fucking drafting uh Tom Brady onto my <laughs> NXT men's team. <laughs> That's fair. Um and let's go with Amari uh, Miller. Sure. Oh no no uh Gigi. Go with Gigi. No, you're just poking the cat. Alright, so 
that's all the questions that we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Oh, actually, before we do that, um, our 2K20 stream is not happening tomorrow. Um, Thursday, it will happen. It's just going to be later. We're going to have to play it by ear when we're doing it. Right. Right. It, yeah, um, it will definitely be happening Thursday. Like Liz said, could be later. Um, so if you join us tonight, thank you so much. And if you didn't join us tonight, uh, whether you're listening on Spotify at the Pinfall Podcast or you're watching us on YouTube, also the Pinfall Podcast, um, uh, thank you for doing that. Um, please join us on Thursday at the undetermined time of whatever o'clock. For our WWE 2K20 podcast, if you're listening on Spotify, you will notice that we don't have any of those episodes uploaded to our uh, Spotify, and that's because it wouldn't make any sense. So you should definitely tune in um, onto our YouTube or our live show um, to watch us play 2K20. It'll be and really fun. It's not a podcast. It's just a stream. Just a stream. It's not a podcast. Um, yeah, so please join us then, and then we will also be back on Friday for Friday Night Smackdown. Smackdown. Yes. Um, are we wearing Mark? Are we wearing co- costumes on Friday? We can. I don't really have a costume readily available. I'll see how long I can wear my costume for. I think I get annoyed. I think I'd do the same one I did last year, which was uh, a cop, because it's really the only costume I have here. Would you like to borrow my cowboy hat? <gasps> Wait, no. I'm gonna do Spider Man. I've got that costume. Okay. Here. I'm gonna be fucking sweating through the whole thing. <laughs> I'll leave the window right, open so it's very cold. Um, so I guess we will be dressing up for Friday, so uh tune in for that. They'll even like try to do my makeup. Yeah. I did not bother to do today. You still look great. Alright, thank you all so much for watching. Hope you all enjoyed. Follow and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate all the support all the support you give us. Um, our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, our live show is twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. And also, listen to our audio podcast now. It is the Pinfall Podcast on Spotify. The first one that you'll find. Yeah. I totally didn't do it because there was another pinfall podcast that we saw pop up on YouTube, and I totally didn't do it because I wanted to make sure that we had the fucking name first and foremost. Thank you. And our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you all Thursday for our 2K20 stream. But if not, we'll see you on Friday for our Friday Night SmackDown post show. Have a great week, everybody. See you on Thursday, and have a happy Halloween.